Terrible Tuesday Turd, Part 2, The Hunt. It's always been a goal of mine to learn something new and useful every day. I read a fair amount, listen to podcasts and audiobooks, and enjoy a life full of unique experiences that I can't help but analyze and share. Since posting Part 1 of the Turd series last night, I have learned so much. The clearest lesson is this. Having posted numerous articles and blog posts over the years, exploring deep questions about justice, consciousness, philosophy, theology, politics, and business strategy, nothing has so captivated the imagination of my readers as Project Poop. When I posted the Pooper PI position to Craigslist at approximately 8.30 p.m. last night, I wondered whether I'd get any responses or if the post was too late for an immediate stakeout, but I went for it. At worst, I felt that finding someone could help down the line, so I spent the $10 on the posting. Holy shit, was I wrong. Bad choice of words? Within, and I'm deadly serious about this, three minutes of posting the gig, I had dozens of responses. I had to remove the post because I could not deal with the constant inflow of applicants. More striking than the volume of the responses was the enthusiasm. These applicants were not merely willing to do the job, they wanted in on the hunt. Deciding on the perfect pooper PI was not straightforward, with so many resumes and qualified individuals ready to help, and so little time to decide. The planning and execution needed to be done fast, leaving no time to conduct the necessary interviews and due diligence. Eventually, and by that I mean within about 90 seconds, I decided on Robert Bobby, mostly arbitrarily, but in part because he seemed game for the hunt and indicated his immediate availability. He asked me via text message what our next move would be if we caught the pooper in the act, all that I needed to hear. The answer to that question was not obvious, though. On the one hand, I am a common collected adult who wishes to stay in control and respond to transgressions in a measured and proportionate fashion. I have a degree in philosophy and run a respectable business. I am a father and a member of a community. I am not some lunatic that can afford to go gangsta wild in retaliation for a minor trespass. On the other hand, I am an animal and a property owner, and this asshole's been shitting on my lawn. What more could a person do to beg for a heavy-handed beatdown than that? Bobby texted me that he was a big guy trained in mixed martial arts, and that's how we fell in love. I told him to meet me at my place at 11 p.m. He arrived right on time, and I went outside to meet him. We spent a few minutes discussing the details of our caper by first selecting a suitable sniper's perch. If we parked too close to ground zero, it would have dissuaded the pooper, possibly scaring him off. Too close, and we'd be spotted, and the whole exercise would be for nothing. We needed a perch that balanced our investigative interests with the pooper's desire for privacy, all while staying in range for the camera and the slingshot. We settled on a spot diagonally across the street where Bobby parked for the night. His vehicle had tinted windows, which was huge. We planned that if he saw anyone suspicious, to call me and or text me immediately and then start recording. If I did not make it out in time to get the garden hose or the bucket of glue prepared, I asked Bobby to stay on his tail. And this was the plan. Enough structure to execute, yet loose enough to allow for improvisation. The only thing left to do was wait. 
Between studying psychology in college and watching every episode of Law & Order Criminal Intent, I fancy myself something of an expert when it comes to understanding the depravity and malfunctioning of the human soul. Samantha and I have wondered for a year now whether the pooper is a homeless person, a reasonable guess since they often defecate on the street. Or maybe not. Why every Tuesday? Did something happen to this person on a Tuesday night that has created this troubling iterative behavior? Was there something about Tuesdays that made them unique from all other nights? If so, what? Despite my expertise, I admit that it was Samantha who eventually convinced me that the culprit may not be a homeless person, but someone who lives nearby and for whom Tuesdays hold a special significance or more likely opportunity, even if we did not know what that was. With Bobby's help, we crossed our fingers and hoped to find out. To stay in contact with Bobby throughout the night and with no walkie-talkies on hand, I was forced to do the unthinkable. I had to leave my iPhone ringer on all fucking night. It was awful. Just awful. Every few minutes, a different sound would blare loudly into the bedroom. Dings, rings, sirens, bells of all kinds, one more irritating and grating than the next. My phone, as you can imagine, is a finely tuned machine of reminders and Pavlovian cues. But while this is an asset while awake, it is dangerous while asleep. Ding! An email comes through. Bing! I got a text message. Chime! Do 15 push-ups. Bell! A new subscriber to my Substack page. On and on, a seven-hour-long, unrelenting auditory assault. Yes, I know I could have added Bobby to my contacts and changed the settings around, etc., etc., but seriously, fuck off. 5 a.m. came, the shift was over, and the pooper never showed. Or did he? Bobby spotted two gentlemen that walked by the hedges looking underneath them a few times. One was from 12 a.m. to 1 a.m., and he was skinny, wearing a baseball hat backwards, and he walked back and forth many times drinking from a cup of coffee. The other was closer to 4 a.m., who Bobby described as a large man. Bobby felt he was homeless. Although we did not catch the pooper last night, we did collect valuable intel worthy of analysis. Bobby asked me if the poops were large, and I told him, invariably, yes. He used this information to infer that the larger man was the more likely pooper. I pushed back. I told him that my six-year-old routinely takes shits that a horse would be proud of, and this led to a brief conversation about diet, exercise, and metabolic rates. I added that, short of finding the murder weapon, i.e. the poop, finding a cup of coffee may be the next best thing. Sadly, theories cannot solve this crime. Circumstantial evidence and conjecture are fine, but there's nothing like forensic evidence. Next week, we'll gather some more. But one thing is for sure. The tides have turned. And I'm on offense.